Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Well, thank you for listening to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a, uh, a great ministry resource of Journey Church International. My name's Ryan. It's always my joy to get to host here with Pastor Christian. Uh, we're in the middle of uh, a short three-week series uh, called This is Journey. This week, uh, Pastor Christian, your message is uh, is titled Be Disciples and Make Disci- uh, Disciples. So we'll get to unpack that a little bit just to let people know the series premise um, to learn the heartbeat of our local church so you can engage in the calling and vision God has given us and, of course, given each uh, individual person as well. Uh, as we jump into the message, our hope every week is to help activate you and your faith wherever you are, wherever you're listening. Uh, so we really hope to do that today. Pastor Christian, welcome. Glad you're you're on today. Uh, I, I remember this, so I, I thought we'd, we'd touch base about this. I, I think people love learning more about the history of, of Journey, especially those who are maybe newer and joining us. Ten years ago, you were meeting with the Launch Network and our friend Mac Lake. Can you kind of talk a little bit about that experience early on? Yeah, I will. Before we dig into that, purpose of the series, so th- this is Journey, right? Helping people understand what what we are called to uh, so so that they can join us. Um, this series is not about our church. Our church is not special. Our church is not unique. Um, our our First, the church is not an organization. It's a group of people. Um, every individual person is a part of the church. They could say they are a church. The Apostle Paul went as far as to say, like, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, you you carry around God in you. And, and the mission of our church is not unique. Um, you could say we heard it from heaven, but that's because we read it in the Bible. Um, you know, the, the great commandment, which we talk about in this message, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, the great compassion in Matthew 25 that says followers of Jesus, they, they see needs and, and they meet needs. They're, they're certainly not perfect. They don't meet all of them. Jesus told his disciples, the poor will always be among you. But he told the world his, his followers would always see those who were hurting and, and, and try to do something to take care of them. And then the great commission to, to go and make disciples, which this message is really about. So, you know, the, the series, um, title, this is journey could very easily be called this is Christianity, but that is such like a, a big phrase um, that we just kind of boiled down the parts of our spiritual journey we're really going to pursue heavily in 2021. Prayer, which we talked about last week, discipleship, which we talk about this week, and then the 25-year vision, those um, believing that, that the church should be um, a, a launching pad, not a landing strip, the 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 things we want to put together to send people. We believe that church is ultimately the success of a church is gauged on how many people they send, not how many people they seat. Um, so really our auditorium growing means nothing for the long-term impact of our church. If we're not sending missionaries, if we're not sending uh, kids to Bible college, if we're not sending people out um, to, to, to go into full-time ministry, if we're not sending every person in every occupation to the mission field every, every Monday through Friday. So that's the purpose of the series. Um, the question you ask, go back 10 years. So um, this weekend, MLK weekend, 10 years ago, Danielle and I took our first trip um, after after leaving our old church, moving to Lee Summit in December of 2010. And we, we met with our launch team, what ended up being our launch team on January 10th. So um, this year just kind of mirrors that these Sundays a little bit. Uh, 13 people to help us uh, ask them to help us start a church. 
Um, they said yes. The very next weekend, we flew out of town to go see four churches, uh, two in North Carolina, one in South Carolina, one in Atlanta. We just wanted we just wanted to go sit in influential and impactful churches and say, what can we learn from them? Um, we we know we're we're called to build a church that reaches people who don't know Jesus. We know we're called to build a church that helps people who know Jesus love him more deeply. We know we're called to build a church of Jesus followers who believe they're called to serve their community and their world. But what what do we what do we want that Sunday morning experience to look like? And a few weeks before, I had sent emails to any contacts or connections that I knew. Sometimes just cold emails to the pastor secretary saying, "Hey, I'm from Kansas City. I'm starting a church. I'm coming." To see your church, could, could I come say hi to the pastor after the service, and, and would he pray over me? Um, and one of the churches we went to uh, was just northwest of Atlanta, Georgia, in Dallas, Georgia, uh, called Westridge. The pastor there was Brian Beloy. Brian had played baseball at Liberty. He'd been the youth pastor um, at Thomas Road Baptist Church, uh, where Jerry Falwell um, had been the pastor. When I was interning in the senior high student ministry, Brian had just left to go become a church planner. So Everyone kind of in the Liberty School of Ministry knew about him and heard about him. He was one of their first church planners. I'd never met him, but just said, hey, we're coming. Would you pray with us after the service? He and his wife not only prayed with us, they were very gracious. They took us out to lunch, and he kind of said, tell me your story. And I told him my story, and so we're starting a church. And he said, who is your, uh, like, who's your parent church? Um, and I said, I don't know what that means. And he's like, well, what what church is making sure you don't fail? And I'm like, I, I don't I don't have one of those. And he's like, well, who's your church planting organization? And I said, I've never even, I've never even, what's that? Yeah, I've never even heard of that. And he's like, well, there are, there are organizations that help train and equip you. They give you money. They kind of walk with you to help, to help you plant a church. And I said, I've never even heard of that. I just, I feel like God told me to start a church. And I remember he kind of laughed. We were at a Buffalo Wild Wings in Dallas, Georgia. He kind of laughed and and he sat back and he said, listen, I'm going to help you so you don't fail. And he said, we just started a church planning network called Launch. Just hired a guy named Mac Lake from Seacoast Church in Charleston, South Carolina. He said, he's going to call you Tuesday. Do whatever he tells you because you need, you need some help. And I kind of said, thanks, thanks for helping. Mac called me that Tuesday, basically introduced himself and said, what we do is train and disciple and coach church planners. Um, we give church plant, we give church planners money. We give you like thirty thousand dollars to like help buy equipment or maybe send out a mailer. You don't have to pay it back. Um, we just we want you to go reach people and change the world. And I was just blown away. And that started a long term relationship between our church and a group of pastors. Uh, one of the pastors on the launch board was a guy by the name of Vance Pittman um, from Hope Church in Las Vegas. And when his church was ten years old, our church they decided they they were going all in. On church planting, our church was one of those that they planted. Uh, his son-in-law now and daughter have just moved to Kansas City to go to Midwestern Seminary, and they are now our church planting resident. So it's it's pretty cool that a guy who ten years ago had never met us but believed in us um, said, "Yeah, we'll help you." And then a decade later, um, you know, his his kids come to town, and we get to help them. Hopefully, go plant a church somewhere in the West where where it's unchurched and. They need Jesus. So it was just, it was just, in, I mean, it, it, I would call it dumb luck if I didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. Um, we hadn't, we had no idea how needy we were. We had no idea how dumb we were. Um, we, we just, man, we had some passion and some prayers. And because of that, God lined up some partners so that we didn't crash and burn. And, and today, um, a lot of our first calls, 
um, when we have questions, when we have needs, when we have issues. Artemac and Brian and all of that crew, they have, they have become our church family and really walked with us the last decade. They've been instrumental for sure. It's huge. Been, it's been awesome. It's hard to believe it's been 10 years ago that you had that, that, uh, that conversation. 10 years ago this weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Well, this message titled, uh, Be Disciples and Make Disciples, um, about launching, you know, people out to follow Jesus is really foundational. It's a foundational message at our church. Will you unpack this word disciple that you talked about, uh, for us just because it's so important? So we unpack it in the message and I, I don't want to re, I don't want to re-preach the message, but the concept of a disciple is four into the year 2020, 2021, um, we like we don't we don't have we don't have this anymore, but in but in Eastern religions two thousand year ago two thousand years ago, uh, a a disciple um, was somebody who who followed the leader of a religion, all of his teaching and all of his lifestyle. But you could also become a disciple of a carpenter. You could also become a, a disciple of a school teacher. Um, a disciple was somebody who fully embraced the teaching and the ways of the one they were learning after. And, and they literally, they tried to, they tried to become like them. Um, and, and what we see in scripture is Jesus, he called 12 to, to, to be this. And then he appointed them apostles. We know at one time he had at least 70 people following him around who basically said, I want to understand all your teachings, but I also want to live my life just like you. Um, and, and, I think not only is this concept of of becoming a disciple in life, you know, we call it a you know maybe apprenticeship today, but it's so much more than that because it is it's mind and heart and hands. Um, not only is this concept like in in our country of individualism, not only is this concept kind of lost. I fear this concept is kind of lost in the church a little bit because as I talk about on Sunday. There are a lot of people who love the teachings of Jesus, but boy, they don't live their life like him. Yeah. It's like they can quote the entire Bible, but they're a jerk. And then you have these people who love the ways of Jesus, but anything he teaches, it disagrees with them or their lifestyle like they like they just shove. Like, And both of those would probably call themselves Christians, maybe even disciples. But it's like, no, no, no. A disciple is someone who has embraced every bit of the teaching of the rabbi and all of the lifestyle of the rabbi, the way they relate to God, the way they relate to people, the way they serve in the world, what they believe their purpose is. Um, and, and what, what we are trying to do, what I'm trying to do with my life. I know what you're trying to do with your life. What we're trying to do with our families, what we want to do with our church is find, find a group of disciples, people who would fully embrace the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of scripture. Um, and people who fully embrace the life of Jesus, his love of people, the way the way he serves the broken and um and the oppressed the way he the the way he reaches uh those who don't know him yet um it, it's a it's a concept that's really foreign but it is one near to the heart of God and if we if we can become modern day disciples embrace all of the teaching and all of the ways of Jesus i i believe we can have an impact in the world just just like these disciples did 2000 years ago I love you, that you spent a, an entire message really helping to make sure our church understands it, and um, and then in it, you you discuss the process of discipleship. You you talk about uh, the Christianity kind of one on one content. Can you talk about 
our really hopes and desires to have a Journey Bible Institute in the future? Yeah, so let's so let's ba- let's back up a little bit um, to just the commands of discipleship, right? So the the process of discipleship is given to us in Matthew twenty eight nineteen and twenty, the Great Commission. It's got three steps. Therefore, um, go into all the world, baptize people, um, tell them about Jesus, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teach them everything that Jesus taught, and and invite them to walk with Him. He'll He'll be with them. Um, so, you know, the, we talked about identification, we talked about information, and then that last part we talked about invitation. Um, so ba- baptism is publicly identifying that you your life has been poured into the way of Jesus. That's what it says, get baptized in the name. It literally means into that you, you are identifying yourself into a way of life uh, with, with a group of people, Jesus and the Spirit um, and the Father. Um, teaching them everything that Jesus had commanded. So there's an information piece. If you're going to, you can't make disciples without the teachings of Jesus. So we, we listed, I think seven, and I don't know that I can remember them all right off the top of my head, but things that we have to do to teach people how to become disciples from Bible study methods, teaching them to study scripture themselves, um, to key theology, to key doctrine, um, that would be three um, to apologetics. Uh, scripture says you got to learn how to have answers for good questions that people have about faith. Um, I think that would be five to um, pit what we call pillars of the Bible. There are there are all, you know obviously all sixty six books of the Bible are inspired, but there there are some pillars that really shape worldview, like Genesis in the Old Testament. You have to understand you know what. What is your foundational view of how all of this got here? Like Romans in the New Testament, like the Gospel of John that really, really helps clarify who Jesus is. Um, probably like some of the Old Testament prophetic books of Isaiah and Daniel um, and Jeremiah. Probably really important for a Christian to learn the partnership between Leviticus and Hebrews so you can understand who Jesus is. So some some what we would call core pillars, some classes that teach in depth, you know, these probably 10 or so books that if you really want to get Christianity, you got to get them to to scripture memorization. You know, you hide, you don't just learn the teachings of Jesus, you hide it in your heart because they, like that keeps you from sin. So we're, we're looking at all the, all these things that we believe um, churches, and when I say churches, I mean Christians, that we believe mature, mature Christians should pass on to new Christians. All, all of all of those things, all of the teachings in those areas. And as we look at that content, we're saying this is what this is what a Bible college degree or a Bible college certificate looks like. So we've got a discipleship team that has four guys on it that have seminary degrees. Um, you know, which is, which is awesome. Lots and lots of postgraduate education coming together in that. Uh, two of the other guys on it really specialize in discipleship. It is their life. Um, specifically kind of one on one, one on few, um, discipleship. And as we looked at this course, we said, you know, this could, um, with the right guys teaching it, and we got, we got four guys who could go teach it at a Bible college, um, with the right curriculum, the right content, the right associations. We, we could literally not just disciple people, but they could end up getting a ministry certificate. They, they could have, they could have like a certificate from a Bible Institute that says, Hey, I graduated with all the, with all the key, with all the key concepts of scripture that I need to know to maybe be in ministry. Um, 
you know, or, or maybe be a pastor or be a counselor, just the, the very fundamental basics of apologetics, theology, you know, systematic theology, some of the real core books of the Bible, um, Bible study methods. We, we think that could be a certificate program that we could, we could have a journey Bible Institute that people, you know, take three to five years to go through in either night classes or weekend and say, Hey, I've, um, I'm now licensed or I've got a degree that, uh, that allows me to be a Bible teacher, uh, be a church planner for some of our adults who later in life feel like they're called to ministry, but they really need a better grasp of scripture, um, in order to teach. We, we want to, we want to be able to offer that. Danielle was telling me a story about a worship leader that she talked to this week, um, who, uh, who years ago had a, had a guest worship leader, um, come into their church and kind of, kind of lead worship and, kind of did like a like a worship night kind of worship concert and she'd sing and talk and sing and talk um and he grasped during her time that she didn't have a a great grip on scripture so after she got done um he asked her have you ever read the bible completely through and she said well i've read like bits and pieces um in my life and he said you should never open your mouth on a stage to speak again until you've read it all because you're going to lead people astray, and it it led her. That now that's pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree, but that's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it led her to back away for several years from worship leading, and she now has a curriculum and a podcast. She basically has written an entire program to help people read through the Bible, and she has like a daily three to five minute pod- podcast with her program to kind of outline what she learns in this thing. Just the knowledge of Scripture and reading Scripture. So drastically changed her life that she is now a disciple maker in that specific area because one worship leader said, um, please don't talk about what you don't know, which is, I mean, that is, again, tough love, but good. It resulted in this great ministry product. So when we talk about the Journey Bible Institute, uh, we're, we're saying um, it's not impossible to walk with Jesus without, um, not impossible to walk with, with Jesus without a great grasp of scriptures, but it's really, really hard to lead for Jesus without a great grasp of scripture. And we think there's kind of a core curriculum of content that if you put together, put that together and learn that, um, you should be really equipped and solid in your theology, um, to go help others learn scripture. And for those of you listening, there may be some who you've been thinking about stepping into ministry or more involvement and um, you could get started on something like this even before then. Some of these classes are already available, steps of this they could already begin to do. We'd love to help you get connected. If you're interested in kind of learning more about those, you could email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. We'd love to help you on your journey to grow in your faith and uh, get connected one day to the Journey Bible Institute. But even now, some of our apologetics and, and uh, systematic theology classes that we've got going this year. So some great opportunities. Pastor Christian, an important part of the church is giving people on-ramps for discipleship. And and as you mentioned in your message, the top of kind of the discipleship funnel at at Journey is is growth track. And and really the core is our our growth groups, uh, so many different types of of groups they can get involved with. What, What can growth track and growth groups do in a person's life as they enter into this discipleship funnel? Well, so I talked about on Sunday, um, you really, it's, it's really hard to get anywhere if you don't know where you are and you don't know where you're going. So we think it's important for everyone coming into our church, whether you're a brand new Christian or whether you've been a Christian your entire life, just to identify, 
on our on our spiritual pathway that we're running on where where you are and and what your next steps are and i bre- i believe growth track does an incredible job of setting up the heart the mission the vision of our church um, where we believe we were thrown into the stream of the gospel and the church of Jesus Christ. I mean, it started at the cross. If you, if you could imagine a, a stream bursting forth from under the cross and rushing for 2,000 years and all of church history caught up in that, we were thrown into that in 2020, um, uh, 2010, and we, we just became a part of that. Um, but I think it's important to hear our story and to hear our you know very specific bent and, and mission that God has called us to do the things we think that can help us be successful and to just reassess yourself. Paul, Paul told the church at Corinth, examine yourselves to see whether you're in the faith. Like, I think it's important to just stop and say, okay, where am I and where do I need to go? Um, and, and our growth track process does that really, really good because we, um, we talk about who we are, what God has called us to. And, and we tell people if, if that's who you are and that's what you're called to do, let's do it together. Like, let's link up for this massive game of spiritual Red Rover in our community, and let's build a wall that Satan and the demons in hell cannot penetrate. Um, every extra person in our church just makes that wall a little wider as, as, as we try to impact and protect our families and our community. Um, we, we help people discover their design. Um, it, and what's interesting is design changes, design changes with life and experiences. He said, well, I took a spiritual gifts test 20 years ago. Okay. You've lived a lot of life in the last 20 years and God may have kind of rewired some things in you and brought some gifts to the top and, you know, let, let other gifts kind of sink down a little bit. Like right now, right now in life, who are you and how has God designed you to really make an impact? Um, we, we talk about figuring that out, not just for journey, but for every day of life, because uh, as I talked to our college kids a few weeks ago, um, like every Christian is called to ministry. That doesn't mean every Christian is called to work at a church, but every Christian is called to go help people understand who Jesus is. Every Christian is called to ministry. So discovering your design helps you under, understand where God wants you to lead spiritually, how God wants you to lead spiritually. Um, and then once we figure out all that, we, we ask people to join the team and and to get busy in kingdom ministry that started 2000 years ago. So this stream that started at the cross, there's a lot of people fishing from the shore or maybe just camping out by the shore. And listen, man, I love Colorado. Um, I love Montana. I'll be going with some friends to Montana, um, later this spring. And, and I mean, I love, I love walking and hiking along a beautiful stream and just looking at it. It does something to my soul. Um, that is not how Christianity is to be lived. You're supposed to jump in the stream of the church. You're supposed to jump in the stream of the gospel. And you are supposed, you're supposed to add you. We talked last week about the difference between testifying, testimony. Testifying is I talk with my mouth. Testimony is my whole body's in. Jump in the stream with us and start moving in the same direction that Jesus has been moving in for 2000 years. That, that's what that growth track process does. It, it, uh, it gives you a diving board to, Say, come on, like, come on in. The water's fine. Um, our growth groups are then the people you swim with. They're the people you drift with. If you've ever been on a float trip, um, it's one thing and there are all days where we need to float by ourselves for a few days, but you can't do that your whole life. Um, and our, our growth groups are spiritual community that are, that are designed just to help grow people and more than that to care about people part of growing spiritually is learning to care about people part of growing spiritually is letting other people care about you both of those are steps of spiritual maturity 
caring for someone and letting someone else care for you. We believe for some, I don't know why Jesus did it this way, but he decided that, that his followers should, should live in community, that they should live in groups. He called 12 to follow him, not one at a time, but 12. And he said, let's do this together. And then the early, the early church, um, that, you know, they had the big service on the first day of the week, but, the, but then they, then they were like in homes and smaller groups talking about life and the things they were learning, doing life together. Probably in, in COVID season 2021, the best ways in kind of a, you know, socially distanced, don't have to go in someone's house, don't have to have anyone in my house. Um, probably the best way to connect to community if you're new is our men's and women's ministry groups that are going to be meeting on, on Tuesday, Tuesday night, nights. right? So Tuesday night, both men's and women's ministry. I know the women's is also going to have a virtual element to it so you can actually stay home. Um, probably new people who are going to get connected are probably going to be connected into men's and women's community and discipleship, those growth groups, probably between now and Easter. That That's going to be the easiest way to do it rather than walking in someone's house thinking, do what, like, do we all wear a mask or does no one wear a mask or I wear a mask? But they, it's, it's probably just easier to come to the church right now. And, and then we're going to have our care groups, uh, which is people saying I'm hurting and I need some help in a real care, key area. We're going to have our equipping groups of um, you know, like, like we had last year, a marriage group, a young married couple saying, I think probably the discipleship area I need help in right now is my marriage. Eventually parenting classes, some of those equipping classes, and, and then some of that core content. We have an apologetics class. I, I, do we have a systematic theology this semester or is that in the uh, not this fall semester. again? Yeah. So lots of things to choose from, but we, we just don't want to learn alone. Don't want to learn alone. Don't want to journey alone. Don't want to float alone. Um, so on our, on our float trip, the, the community, um, just makes it way, way better. And then as you kind of pick and choose different types of things, moving in and out of growth groups, um, you're going to, you're going to find your people. Um, and, and one of your best friends for life may come out of a men's group this fall. And then another best friend for life may come out of an apologetics class four years from now. You just, you just kind of float among everyone. And then you find you got great connections with a few. Um, so that's, that's, that's what we're asking people to do with growth track and growth groups. Yeah, there's some really great options, and we'd love to help you. And, of course, taking a step into our um, growth track, we can walk with you through that four-week process. You can jump in at any time. You don't, um, you know, if it's week two, you're welcome to jump in and, and get started on week two. We'd love for you. And then, of course, we can help you uh, get connected to one of those growth groups. You can look on our website. You can look on our um, our app and uh, figure out how to do that. I stand corrected. I do believe we're going to have systematic theology this um um this spring as well so let's do it man let's learn some theology together yeah that's right that's right um best christian a new tool that you have introduced to connect with god uh, on a daily basis uh, is called daily reflections you're now including it with the sermon notes each week and i thought we could maybe kind of uh, take a stab at one of those so that people can see what they are and how they can really just on a daily basis just briefly connect and have a little reflection. So uh, today's Wednesday, we're actually recording on, on Wednesday, so I thought we would do next Wednesday's key verse was Second Timothy 3.15. Uh, From infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So the key reflection uh, as JCI begins to develop classes that teach the pillars of the Scriptures, what books of the Bible have meant the most to you and why? Is the first question I'll ask you, and the second one would be, what book of the Bible have you always wanted to study more that you can start on your own in 2021? Oh, my gosh. That is a hard question for me to answer. So I'm going to I'm gonna pose it to everyone in the room. We, we got you, we got our engineer, 
got Michelle who kind of serves as our producer, and then we got Holland and Lindsay, two of, two of our interns. So, favorite favorite book of the Bible, Ryan. I love Colossians. Okay, Alex, favorite book of the Bible. It's a good one. Yours is a good one. They're all good. Michelle, favorite book of the Bible. That's a really good one too. Lindsay, favorite book. James would have been one of my top five. Holland, favorite book of the Bible. Ruth is. I mean, I like. So in this room, like everyone you guys said, I thought, yeah, me too. Like, yeah, me too. Um, Books that have been really foundational to my faith. Um, Genesis, Romans, Hebrews, um, Luke and Acts combined. I mean, it it would, the book of Revelation, um, Isaiah. I I mean, it's hard to choose just one. But it's, you know, it's, it's like we talk, when we talk about the, the pillars, um, Ryan, you, you have, you have to choose because you can't know. You gotta, you gotta choose where all this thing started and where the purpose of it is. So for, for me, Genesis is, is absolutely foundational. In the beginning, either was God or wasn't God. It was either all his idea or it wasn't. Um, it's, it's really hard to embrace. Jesus with without Genesis. I mean, it just really, really is. Um, it's it's really hard to embrace Jesus as the Old Testament Messiah without Hebrews, because it shows us how all thirty nine Old Testament books are pointing towards someone who will do everything that the temple worship required in Jesus. Uh, I believe it's really difficult to theologically build a worldview without Romans. Uh, I mean, you just, you, you have to have and understand Romans. I think it's really important historically um, that you study Luke and Acts when you've got a, when you've got a little bit of, of um, I'm not a scholar, right? I mean, the, the guys who have the, the PhDs, the, the smart guys whose book I read would not consider me a scholar, but I've got what I would call a scholarly skeptic in me, which means I've got some higher thinking questions. Because of that, Luke and Acts is absolutely essential for me because this is a non-Jewish historian writing a history book and the times, the towns, the places, the people that he mentions help me really believe that he is writing about a historical event, both the life of Jesus and the life of the Apostle Paul and, and the church. That, so that's um, super, super important. Um, the book of Isaiah, uh, because it it talks about the downfall of Israel that we can see in the past, talks about the coming of the Messiah, which we can see in the New Testament scriptures, and then it talks about the great kingdom at the end of the world, paired often with Daniel and Revelation. Um, this thought, this apocalyptic literature, uh, can become consuming. But the good news of it is, regardless of how you translate it and what your times and seasons look like. The final page is we win. We win. Um, Jesus wins and evil is defeated. I think that's, I mean, just critical, critical, critical to know. Um, but if you were to ask me my favorite books to teach, James, um, Judges, uh, the Ezra, Nehemiah, Ruth section, those, those post-exile are just some of my favorite Books of the, I mean, favorite books of the Bible, uh, in Ezra and Nehemiah and Esther, um, Ruth, who of course was written kind of in the time of the judges. I mean, like these are, 
I would say all 66, it's probably 40 um, or so. But those those would be the ones that have most deeply impacted me. Um, and again, I, I think the, the foundation, if you say, I just, I just want to pick five, Genesis, Luke and Acts, Romans and Hebrews, um, go, go, go study those until you know them inside and out. And, and you, you will, you'll have a deep and a rich understanding of Christianity that God can use to then go teach others. We talked about, um, the top of the funnel of discipleship at journey being growth track, core of the funnel being growth groups, bottom of the funnel, um, produce people who make disciples. Um, you cannot learn those books without then teaching them to others. You just, you just have to, they just like squeeze out of you once they, once they grip your soul. Well, um, that probably did not answer that question very well. No, that was good. In fact, so, it, I think what it did is gave people a taste of these reflections that you're now providing at journey. I think what people have grown to love is not only are the sermons always going to teach you something, there's going to be application, but then we try to provide things like this podcast and now, um, these, these daily reflections as well as Bible reading plans. I mean, we want to be a place that equips people. Yes. And uh, this is another tool to help people do that. So. Yeah, thank you for giving people a little taste of uh, these thought-provoking things we want them to reflect on each week. Pastor Christian, thanks for uh, sharing your wisdom, knowledge uh, each week on the podcast. Thank you for listening from wherever you are uh, around the world. Uh, be sure to tune in to our service or come and, and be here live with us, uh, 8, 9, 30, or 11. Of course, you can catch us on many platforms, Facebook Live, YouTube. Hey, let me say this too. Yeah. We're, we're announcing it Sunday. Yeah. 8, 9, 30, 11, or 10 a.m. at Summit Christian Academy beginning February 7th. Yes. All right, so we have four four options to choose from. Summit Christian Academy's gym will be by far the most socially distanced, big um, environment for those who really who really desire that. But, yeah, man, if you're in town, come see us. Yeah, come see us. There will be some, some great options and even more coming soon. So uh, if we can help you in any way, we'd love to hear from you. You can, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can email us at activate at takethejourney.cc. Otherwise, we look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Activate. We would love for you to join us in person for one of our weekly worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Help us get the word out about this resource. You can do so by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing this episode on your favorite social media platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.